Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. You have no idea who I brought to see you today. You're going to enjoy this show a whole lot, I hope. Um, my guest today is uh, an angelic, she's a clairvoyant, she's an angelic, an angelic channel. I've been talking too much and I can't talk well. English is my second language. Um, and she approaches everything with a balanced and practical background and a very deep belief in the attitude of gratitude. And, and her name is Selena Jones. Miss Jones, it's so nice to have you here again. It's so nice to be back, Kevin. It's it's we have a we have a good time every time we talk, and and uh, you are you are just something special. Oh well, thank you. And I do have a good time every time we talk. Really, <laughs> we have fun. We have fun. We do. And you once and you pointedly pointed out earlier that if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be back. So I take it as a this huge is true. <laughs> take it as a huge compliment that you come back and see me from from time to time because I really truly value what you do and how you can help people. I thank you. And and it's not that we're just, you know, doing this for fun and swapping comments here, but I truly value what you do, Kevin, honestly, because uh the fact that you can, you know, get on and organize all of this and reach an audience is uh is incredibly valuable right now. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. You, you know, what's interesting about that is I go, and when I do these shows and I get to talk to people like you and I go, holy crap, two years ago, there was nothing here. And, and now I've got, I'm on all, all the uh, social media channels. I'm on, uh, we do, we do YouTube and we do uh, podcasts and we do all of that all together. So it's, it really is uh, for me, it's, it's a passionate project and it's something that i'm that i've really have wanted to do my entire life and this is the culmination of that do you find that there are people who get lucky enough like i feel like i am to be able to live their passion even if it doesn't necessarily uh make them a boatload of money but they can live their passion and really have fun do you talk to people like that uh i i can honestly say i am that person you know, this is, uh, I, so yes, because, you know, this is, uh, you know, this, this is not the career that like the career counselor in high school suggested I do, right? I, I went to school for something quite different. No one sat me down and said, have you considered, you know, really pushing clairvoyance for a career path, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I went to school for something quite different and, um, which was which was great. I worked I worked uh, in veterinary hospitals for about fifteen years, and beautiful, filled my soul, all the rest. But this was always looming in the background as something that needed to happen. And um, the universe conspired to uh, to bring me where I am today. And you know, over a decade in now, um, I don't have bad work days. You know, I get to I get to see people one on one who have this amazing stories and some are very tragic and you know so it's not like everything's like oh you know rah rah happy happy but i get to sit every day and tell people okay here's what your aura looks like here are the angels around you here's what i see okay this is this is where i see a blockage that we can do something about and i i don't have bad work days describe what it's like to be in universal alignment i'll let you know when it happens <laughs> So I'm going to take that as a compliment if you think I'm in universal alignment. <laughs> of course. But you, you just said that uh, 10 yeah. years ago or some, you followed yeah. what the universe had in, in mind. Sure. So what I didn't say is I followed kicking and screaming. Um, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, for me to... I mean, I, I can tell you, um, I don't know what you were doing at 5.30 this morning, but I was at 5.30 this morning going, okay, angels, I need a miracle solution for a particular issue. Yeah. If you were sleeping, I'm envious because that's what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> but at 5.30 this morning, a, uh, a problem was presented to me and I had no idea what to do. And so I sat there and I, I got into my alignment and I called on 
Archangel Michael and Archangel Metatron and a few other people I'm working with right now. And I said, I don't know how to solve this, but someone who's very important to me is hurting very deeply. I need a miracle. And, um, and as I was, as I was waiting for us to connect online, I'm now in my office and I reflected on everything that's transpired since 5:30 this morning. And I just stopped and I said, you gave me the miracle. Thanks guys. The solution to what needed to happen um, came. You do so, the same thing that I do. Okay. That I will, I will stop what I'm doing when I recognize things are beyond my control, but they're going really well. And it's yeah. kind of everything's kind of lining up. And then I'll stop and say, thanks guys. That, that was yeah. really great. Uh, did, yeah. You know, cause they, they want to be appreciated too. Well, and you know, it is that if you're in a space of gratitude, um, it, that's, that's so much alignment that allows for more things to be grateful to come in. And uh, so when you can, when you can surrender and say, I don't know how to navigate this, but I know I've got a team with me. And, uh, and then I know I'll be grateful in not too long from now. And so that if, if that's universal alignments, then, then it feels like being able to pause and go, thank you. Thanks guys. You know, thanks for making my Friday. This is, this is good now. I gotta ask you, cause it's, I've got a bit of a quandary and okay. that is I've been doing this since 2003 and I've talked to psychics and mediums and energy workers and soul workers and hypnotherapists and, and a whole wide range of folks. So for me, what you and I are talking about is not new. It's not abnormal. It's not weird. It's not woo woo. It's just the way things are. How do I convince people in my world that to say things like, you know, I don't like the psychic stuff because I don't understand it and it scares me and, and stuff. How do you, how do you talk to people like that to get them to understand there's nothing scary about it. There's nothing weird about it. It's just energy. It's just energy. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, how, how do you convince somebody? You can't, someone has to experience it to, you know, there's, if you had asked me, um, you know, 20 years ago, if I'd be doing this when I was like in school, taking my biology courses so that I could work in the vet hospitals, you know, I, there's no way I would have believed in any of this stuff. Um, here I am two decades later, it's, it's my career and it fills my days and it fills my heart. So, you know, I, I needed to experience, you know, for sure. But it's, now that I'm here, going, well, of course it's normal and natural. And, you know, all of the stuff that we're talking about, this is natural human ability. There is a, it is a hundred percent natural human ability. We just haven't been taught how to use it. So it's education is what I would say. As I say, well, if you're interested, I can tell you how it works, or at least in my experience, how it works. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because originally when I started my walk and trying to understand how this all came together, um, I had never gone to a psychic medium. I'd never meditated. I'd never done any of those things because I grew, I grew up in a Christian home and then meditation is not right. It's bad. <laughs> and yeah. going to a medium or going to a psychic is of the devil and, and stuff. So I never did any of that, but then, um, I wanted to go down and, and discover a spiritual past. And so the first show that I did uh, was on KLAY in Tacoma, and it was called Spirit Talk. And we were going to talk about meditation and spirits and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know anything about it. I really didn't. And so we went into a metaphysical sh shop one time looking for advertising. And uh, the, the owner of the shop brings this gal up to us, and her name is Kim Miller. And she said, you have got, I mean, got to talk to this woman because she is just amazing. And, and so me not knowing anything, I said, and I, I had my friend who was a co-host at the time. I said, well, why don't you go interview her and get a reading from her and see what you think? So he and a buddy went to her and did a reading. And during the course of that reading, she said something about your grandfather is here and he wants to talk about a bathroom or a tub 
or something and alcohol. And I don't, I don't understand what that means or any of that means. And so they, and they didn't either. So they went home and the, the, the young man whose grandfather came through talked to his mom and said, mom, you have any idea what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, bathrooms and booze and all this kind of, and she said, how did you know that? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and he said, no, what? Your grandfather in the 30s when the during prohibition <laughs> did bathtub gin. Nobody got the reference, including the medium, because she didn't know because this happened in the 30s. None of us were yeah. alive. Yeah. And so, and so they didn't know. She didn't know. And, and then he. So when he relayed that story to me and it was like, I can't believe it. They talked about bathtub gym and we didn't know what that was. And, and uh, so I got to the idea that this is real. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't woo woo. This isn't, this isn't crackpot stuff. This isn't the devil's over here and God's over here yes. and, or, da, 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 and all of that. And, uh, and, but it took, you're right. It takes a little bit of experience to learn those things so that you can. And in the, in the meantime, Kim Miller and I became very good friends. Uh, she was on my show probably, Oh, 60 or 70, maybe a hundred times. She yeah. did readings all over the place. We went to venues. We did readings. We did all kinds of things. And, and I came to understand that she was really honestly real. Now, was she perfect? No, no, none but, of us. No. But and sometimes she would get something that didn't appear to be right or whatever. But but uh, it it uh, turned out to be really right. Can I tell you the story that just absolutely confirmed it for me? Go for it. Um, my sister-in-law passed away um, in 2000 and late 2002, right before I started the show in 2003. So we were going to have a memorial service for her. And it was the first week of the show and it was on a Friday and Kim was with me and she'd done a bunch of readings. And I said, we're having a memorial service for my sister-in-law today. Does she have any messages for us? And my, and Kim said, well, generally I don't, I'm not able to contact people who've just passed because they, it's like they've got to go through orientation. They got a bunch of stuff they got to do before I can really reach them. And, uh, but in, but she says something about yellow roses. So I go home to my wife and I say, Kim said, made a reference to yellow roses and Sandy. Does that strike anything for you? No, I have no idea what that means. Uh, I don't know that she liked them or not. And so um, we met with my brother-in-law and we went to, she's buried and now so is he, because he committed suicide five months later. Uh, but they're both buried in uh, the same um, um, I think it's Washington or the same place in Renton that uh, Jimi Hendrix is buried. Okay. And, and uh, so we're there and that we're, we've got, you know, they've got the little chapel there that they do the services at and stuff. And our side of the family's there and we're dressed in suits. The other side came up in Harley's with colors on and that kind of stuff. And so it was yeah. kind of an economy of different groups. And then I saw the flower truck the flower truck that was going to drop the flowers off for the service. And uh, that clicked in my mind. Oh yeah. Yellow roses. Maybe that has something to do with it. So we signed in. So we all get together and we, after we find out that, you know, we're all together kind of in the, but yeah. we, we all, we all go and we sign in and stuff. And then we go sit down and in the front of the church. And I kid you not, there were two large arrangements. One was yellow roses amongst uh, greens and and others yeah. and, and and the other one was an easel that was this is this is really expensive to do but it was an easel of a heart and it was all white carnations in the heart except there was a smaller heart in the middle of it that was filled with yellow roses wow kim never met her i didn't know it yeah, didn't know it. I'm not even sure, but her other side of the family knew it, and that was as Kim described to me later. She said that's why she said yellow roses was because she couldn't talk, but she wanted to, you to know that she was going to be there. Perfect. And, 
you know, oh and I got shivers. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's one of those stories. It's like, okay, how can you not? How I mean, I was there. I saw the whole thing. How can you not believe that this is real? And then the more I got into it and talked to Greg Braden and some other folks, I understand now that it's just energy. It's not it's something to be scared of. It's just energy. And, you know, so much of it is, uh, you know, as humans, um, because, you know, vision is such an important, uh, you know, it, it's yeah, of our senses. Our vision is our primary thing. And if we can't see it, we just don't believe it's there. Right. That's something that I've definitely noticed. I uh, Yesterday, I had a, a lovely um, uh, client who, again, this is very quite foreign to her, but um, I led her through a meditation of, um, you know, connecting with her body because there's some physical stuff going on that doctors can't figure out. And we're trying to get some messages from the body. And essentially, her third eye opened in the session and she's able to see all these colors and you know, and uh, she says, well, this is right here. And I go, well, that's the Archangel Michael standing there. That's his aura color. That's what you're seeing. And she, you know, came out and, um, you know, tears streaming down and said, you know, I, I believe in logic. I believe in all of this. I don't believe what I just saw, but I can't, I have to believe what I just saw. And, and it was just, and she just, you know, and, you know, you know, jaw hanging open. And, um, and at times there's a little bit of a language barrier with us, but, you know, as, as we're working through it all, she's going like, no, 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 no. But I saw it. I can't not see it. I can't unsee this. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. I've already seen the can't unsee it's it. It's too so. late. Yeah. And, you know, was able to corroborate, you know, everything that we talked about. So, yeah, if we don't see it, we don't believe it. So there you go. So, so you know, your sister-in-law presents the yellow roses and then you can see it. You can actually see it. Yeah. And it was clear from yeah. what my brother-in-law said at the service and everything that she was clearly there and oh was, yeah and, and 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 they usually are they usually are at, uh, at services um not not at all uncommon to be there for service yeah and it's 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 so true and so i'm i'm working to because positive talk radio is is um, a wide variety of shows uh, we yeah. do talk to all kinds of different people about all kinds of different things um and I keep getting people wanting to niche me down, wanting to uh, narrow the focus and, and the psychic stuff and, and things like that, which I am fascinated by. Uh, yeah. they're, they're saying that's, that's, that retards your audience growth uh, because a lot of people don't necessarily believe in that and stuff like that. I don't agree with that a fundamental approach. Um, what do you think I should be doing? <laughs> well, I mean, if you were, you know, my client sitting in front of me, I'd say, well, put your hands on your heart. And what's your heart want, want more than anything else? Getting body messages like that is incredible. But if we're actually talking, where do I see the interest come in? Um, you know, I started uh, like yourself with not a lot of knowledge about any of this. This was certainly not my background. And uh, I started with, uh, you know, no clients <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, let's be honest, right? Bless my husband, such an incredibly supportive man. I'm like, hey, so I'm like quitting my job. That's like stable and such. Um, and I'm going to do this because this is, you know, what I need to do. And I'm sitting here with a very full schedule. So there's, there's absolutely interest in it. And it's only growing. You know, this is, you know, I think normalizing, like you said, it's just energy, but normalizing it. And also knowing that you don't have to, there's, it's a very broad spectrum. So someone doesn't necessarily have to want to talk to people on the other side or want to talk about past lives. They might just want to say, you know, what I said, you know, what's, what's your heart say, you know, get their own messages. These are all so many different things within it. Someone might be completely into astrology and someone's like, eh, that does nothing for me. However, I really want to know, you know, how grandpa's doing. <laughs> so it is such a broad range. And, um, and no, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think being narrow is limiting things in the same, you know, I don't have a marketing background. I understand, you know, maybe the marketing people are saying that and, 
completely respect that they have a degree that I, I do not have. Right? But you have something that they don't have is that you follow your intuition. That's the only thing that has kept me out of trouble. And this is what I've learned. As soon as you don't follow your intuition, boom, you will hit that brick wall. And it's, that is so true. And it, But you do such a, a terrific job of it. And you went from zero clients to a full schedule. Um, I would like to, you to be on the radio show a lot because I, I find you fascinating. And you're, you're, you've got great energy and you're a wonderful human being. And, uh, and so I absolutely refuse to give up doing the things that I'm doing that can help people understand. As an example, when somebody passes away, they're still there for you. Um, that, that, that your feeling that you need to grieve them is, I think in, in, in my world, feeling like you need to grieve them, you're grieving for yourself, but you're not, that's not what they want for you. No. They want you no. to live every day of your life to its absolute fullest extent. And if you're grieving and missing them and not doing that, then you're not doing what they want you to do. Am I wrong in that? Uh, no, you're not wrong in that. You know, I will say, at least in my experience, um, you know, when, when people come in and, you know, I, I had someone not too, too long ago, um, if you can kind of picture an Italian family and, and the matriarch passed, you know, mama passed, right? And uh, she had a lot of stuff that came from the old country and all of this. And there's this, we don't need this, but what do we do with all of it? Because it's mom's, it's mama's stuff, and we don't want to get rid of it because it was so special to her. And mom came and said, I don't need that stuff. I don't, I don't need that stuff anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I, and, and she was completely appreciative so, you know, keep, um, you know, this particular person, you know, was uh, asked to keep something uh, that was significant. Uh, I don't need the rest of it. It's okay. You know, uh, give it to someone who might appreciate it, but I don't need it. You don't have to hold on to my stuff. You, I know you remember me. And so I, that tends, not always, but that tends to be the most common thing that I see. So, you know, we're grieving the transition. We're grieving that we're not sitting there holding their hand and, you know, that sort of thing, of course. And that's, you know, that's um, a testament to, to how important they were. But life in the physical sense is meant to be lived. And life on the other side, there's, there's things, at least, again, in my experience, there's things that you can only do in a physical body, and that's why we choose it. And there's things that we can only do in spirit, and we need to be living our spirit life there so our soul is still growing. And so we grieve that transition. I agree 100%. And, you know, John Edward, uh, the psychic medium, yeah. uh, a, a lady, he was doing a, a group session, and the lady said, I, I feel really badly because... We cremated my son because I forgot that he told me he wanted to be buried. And John looked at her and, and said, after 35 years of doing this work, I can confidently tell you that nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because that's like, and he also explained, it's like, um, my first car was a 1967 uh, Fury 3 Plymouth. When that car died, it went to the graveyard and went to the, and I got another car. Um, but that car was not me. The no. car was something that I was in that I drove. But when that car, when it was over, I, I, I was still me when I got out of that car. And I, would you consider that to be an accurate representation of what happens to us when we cross over? I would. I would also say, though, I find sometimes people focus so much on the spiritual that they disregard the body. So while we do not need the body after, you know, after, uh, you know, we've passed it, you know, I've, I've signed all the organ donor forms, don't need it. If you, if you can use my heart, my whatever, go for it. I won't need it when I'm gone. Um, so I fully have no, you know, I, I couldn't care less, cremate, whatever, right? But, um, and yeah, when your soul steps out of the body, you are absolutely still you and the things that make you. And um, while you're in the body, you've got to make friends, though. 
<laughs> I find a lot of people go, no, focus on the spirit. It's, it's just a vessel. It's just a vessel. Going, well, yeah, but the vessel would probably appreciate if you went for a walk once in a while, you know? And <laughs> it, it would be, even if, yeah. you've got, even if you've got a car, and, yeah. and you don't change the oil in it when it's exactly to. there we go that works that works for the car reference <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you, yeah. you gotta you gotta you know change the uh transmission fluid and you gotta change yeah. or the car's yeah. gonna die and yeah, you don't make want sure the headlights to... are working you know it's safer that way <laughs> exactly you don't want the car car to die prematurely um, yeah you know, but uh, by the way, we're talking with Selena Jones and you can go to her website, which again is energybalancingconnection.com. And she's got a newsletter and she's got workshops coming up and she's got an online Zoom class coming up, which is uh, Sunday, October 8th and 9th. No, 8th at, oh, at 7 to 9 p.m. October, I can read. Honestly, I can. We're all good. Um, <laughs> Sunday, October 8th from 7 to 9 p.m. And the next moon meditation, Tuesday, October 25th, 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, you can go there, sign up for those. And it's all virtually online. So there can be a whole bunch of you. And you can all have a good time doing it. And, and we all have a good time doing it. <laughs> and you're, you're, you are delightful. And you would make a heck of a host. Um, so that's that's really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, so there, and, uh, um, how do you work your spirit guide channeling night? I'm going no, no, I gotta, I gotta, let me, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I gotta ask you this instead. Okay. I, I went to a group class and it was it's learning how to, uh, speak to your spirit guides and, okay. and how to, and and one of the th sessions was that you were going to invite your spirit guide inside of you to be part of you to kind of commingle with you and stuff. And so when you go into meditation and stuff like and and uh, one one guy was uh, he was having an Indian experience with his with a spirit guide. My this my spirit guide could only sit there and laugh, and he laughed in a way that I I don't laugh. It was completely different. Uh, why would that be? Well, so if first, I guess, if we're going to uh, define spirit guide. So uh, let's do that. <laughs> things I've learned. So if we define spirit guide, because, you know, I work with, because uh, we can have a lot of different guides. So we've got our angelic guides and angels are different, um, at least by my definition, are different uh, than spirit guides. Angels are their own their own uh, kind of sovereign beings, but they're uh, you know from a very different, beautiful, beautiful, positive vibration. Now, when we're talking spirit guides, that is generally speaking, someone who has been alive before, usually been human before, um, but they are currently in spirit. So if we are in body, they are in spirit. And it is someone who is of a, of a positive high vibration that they are able to offer us guidance from the spirit realm. So they are a spirit guide. Um, so, you know, just because just because someone in your family has died doesn't mean they're suddenly going to be your spirit guide. You know, we you know one of the one of the psychic development courses taken years ago, uh, and it was about spirit guides. Uh, you know, the, the instructor said, OK, so for this particular unit, we're working with our ancestral spirit guides. These are our ancestors. So you're going to pick an ancestor of yours uh, that you knew in life who has died and we're going to connect with them. I'm going, don't necessarily know there's a lot of recently past ancestors of mine that I would kind of want guidance from, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm, might need to go a little farther back. Yeah, and I can also say I'm, I'm, I'm very, very blessed that I haven't had a lot of death in my family as well. I'm certainly not, you know, uh, those years ago. Uh, so, you know, just because someone has died doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be a, a spirit guide. But it's, it's someone who is in spirit and is of a positive vibration that they can connect with you and offer um, uh, guidance and guidance that is, you know, without the ego. So to go back to go back then to your question. So you have this spirit guide come in who is laughing and you could tell it wasn't you because it wasn't your laugh. Right. And so it depends. I would say a few different things at the time. So first of all, um, you know, when they say laughter is the best medicine, it is a wonderful, wonderful way of raising your vibration. 
laughter uh, will bring you right up. And that's why, you know, sometimes when something is an absolute disaster, that, you know, life is a dumpster fire, your day has gone so horribly wrong, and you sit there and you just have to laugh at yourself in the end, that is a wonderful healing tool that we do for ourselves to raise our vibration so that we're not sinking into a deep depression. So laughter is a great healing tool. I never heard it put that way. That's awesome. That, that's that's also so the way i can look at it now is that that spirit guide was helping me and attempting for me to raise my vibration absolutely and because you invited that guide in you allowed that partnership in that moment to happen because that's the other thing our guides they work on free will we have free will if we don't want help um even if we're asking for it if we truly don't want the help we, we won't get it uh we have to be out of our ego place and be willing to receive that for some people is hard all by itself getting, it out, of, getting out of your ego yeah i i think that's a lifelong challenge for most of us and yes so out of my ego and then something happens and you watch yourself emotionally react you're like <laughs> back to the drawing board <laughs> yeah. i'm still learning trying to learn how to yeah. drive without yeah. yelling at people and sometimes sometimes it's a challenge sometimes it's a big challenge to yeah. to, uh, to 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 allow people to be who they are and and stuff it's it's remarkable so when you do a um oh 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 you there's so much here i want to talk to you about um <laughs> pendulum and muscle testing um because ah. i do muscle testing in a real simple way and you tell me whether or not but it seems to work for me because it's like I take these fingers like this and I yeah. interfere them like this. And yep. when and if it breaks, it's a no. If it holds solid, it's a yes. Absolutely. That is uh muscle testing 101. You don't need any equipment. Um, yep, I when I teach it, I do it like this. If you can break the rings, then uh then the answer is a no. Um well, it's like, so, like, let me play with this. Um, yeah. um is um um is Selena a great interview and is she true at what she does? I cannot cannot break them. I, <laughs> I, I cannot break them apart. Now, now watch this. And this is this is yeah. real, folks. I'm not making this up. I'm not doing this for theatrics. I'm trying to hold it the same way that I was. Selena Jones is a fake. It I can't hold them together if so. Yeah. You can do that if you go to the meat market. Is this the right meat that I should have? If you or the vegetables or anything. So, how do you teach people to do that? So, this is one of those things where it's an absolutely natural human ability. Nobody ever taught us. That's all. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was first exposed to this many years ago um, at a with a naturopath who didn't explain it at all. Just uh, did some muscle testing and sent me home uh, with some medication and. Um, it was expensive and, and I said, well, really, <laughs> you know, this is, this was a long time ago when, you know, and, uh, and so, and okay, you know, let me, let me learn about this and, and let me explore it. And, um, when I did my emotion code certification, that's when I really got into it and I went, oh, well, somebody should be teaching this because it makes such a difference. Um, so so muscle testing if we're going to go just the very um basics of the science behind it you're using the muscles in the body and you're testing the strength of the muscles when your muscles stay strong something is positive and healthy when muscles go weak something is not positive for you or it's not for your best and uh this goes the, the same uh, biological mechanism of like a polygraph lie detector test you know, when you say something positive or truthful, you know, it affects your heart rate, your breath weight, right? You know, your pupils dilate or, you know, when you say something's, you know, it's a lie, you get a different physiological response. Your, you know, pupils, you start to sweat, that sort of thing. Your breath changes. And that's, we've got the electrical impulses happening in our brain and they affect all of these systems. They also affect our muscle strength. So from a deep you know from our our own inner knowing and i definitely believe that you know there's a, a deep spiritual connection getting our guidance there 
when you work with, uh, there's all different types of, you, you can use any muscle in the body. And so when we're using our different muscles, um, if it stays strong, and we're not in our ego, you can make any answer happen that you want, of course, right? But when you're, <laughs> when you're not in your ego, you can say, yeah, the loops stay strong, or they pull apart. And that will tell you, I have strength, that means it's in alignment, it's right with my body. But you can't fool yourself because if you legitimately, at least in my, yeah. my, in my world, if I legitimately do it, an honest, true test, and I'm not trying to manipulate it in any way, it always comes out to be true. Uh, not, okay. not everything's true, but it always comes out to be correct. I should say. Yes. Yes. It's, it's an accurate form of testing. Um, and it's, I think it's important to know what you can test and what's an appropriate thing to test as well. You know, one of the things that, you know, because I, you know, I teach this, of course, and there's many different, uh, you know, muscles you can use and techniques and stuff. But, you know, one of the things that I've seen the traps people come in, you know, should I leave this relationship? You know, does this person, is this person thinking about me? That sort of thing. So, you know, it's one of those, you don't reuse muscle testing for all massive, all major life decisions. You can use it to help you to, work through your own feelings to work through what's working best for you. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a collaborative tool, but I, I use it, you know, regularly, like almost daily, you know, honestly, you know, it's not just for, you know, is this going to, you know, is this, you know, these vegetables good for me? Is this causing allergies? Definitely use it for allergies, allergy testing quite a bit. You know, is this what I'm reacting to? Is that, you know, things like that. You can also use it if you've lost something. You can't find your keys or your phone. You know, I go standing in my living room, right? Okay, is it in is it in the house? Yes. Okay, is it in this room? Yeah. And I stand in the middle. Is it on this side of the room? No. Is it on that side of the room? I can get to the quadrant. I can get to the, the area of my home where I have lost that thing. And it's underneath, you know, one of my teenagers has come in and tossed a jacket on top. And it, lo and behold, right? <laughs> like really a fantastic tool <laughs> so many things and it's and it's because uh you working in conjunction with the folks on the other side they know yeah. what the keys were and they're yeah. just going to try and help you out absolutely absolutely and you know so it's muscle testing you can use your fingers and all that and uh and pendulums right which are just another form it, it, it's the pendulum moves it because so many by you know psychics and such they'll use pendulums and people have no idea what it is and again if you don't know how it's moving, why the pendulum is moving, then there's fear or distrust. And I'm always just trying to take that out of it. So the pendulum moves because the muscles in my hand are moving. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm muscle testing. So for me, a yes answer is forward and back and show me a no answer. And a no is side to side for me. And other people's make, makes, you know, spin clockwise, counterclockwise, but it's because the muscles in my hand are moving. It's not magic. Right. It's, I love my pendulum, but it's a heavy ball in a string. Right. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, uh, by the way, uh, Kayla is watching for the first time. Thank you, Kayla, for coming on. Hey, board. <laughs> if you have a question that you'd like to ask uh, uh, Selena, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, so you can you can just time in on the chime in on the comment section and we'll ask the question together with and ask her with her do you remember a guy by the name of the amazing Kreskin? uh you know what i know i when you say it i know it but no i can't place it he was a guy that was a mentalist and, uh, and he had a television program and he also had a board game and the board game you can't you can't buy it anymore because it had a pendulum in it and okay. with the in the with the state of our um religious uh dichotomy yeah. that we got going on there would be lots yeah. of people that would say oh, that's of the devil you can't have that in there oh yeah and, oh yeah and so that's why i want to take take that fear out of it and says i love my pendulum it's a heavy ball on a string here's how it's working here's how you're connecting this is you this is your heart and this is your team working with you and you and I are of the same mind. We'd like to. I'd like to demystify it so that people get the fact that it's it's just energy. And you know, I use the television as a great example. Or, of course, now it's cable. In in the olden days, we had five channels, and we had what are called rabbit ears. 
and that's what you put. Did you remember, you're too young to remember that. But you, well, you, you know what we did. I, I did. Ha we we had eleven channels, but you're also connecting with me from Canada, so um, at least one of them was French, which was useless for me. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know you'd have rabbit ears, and they would pull yeah. the signal out of the sky, and then you would have a picture on the TV or the radio in your car. Do you ever see the radio signals? Of course no. not. But it, but because we've got verifiable proof that it actually works, we believe in it. Um, but so here's some, uh, this is um, um, Kayla again. What can you tell me regarding some health issues I've been experiencing? Can Is that possible for us to go down that road a little bit? I can go down that road a little bit. So, okay. So Kayla. Um, what I can tell you is, so, um, uh, so you have, by asking me this question, you've entered, you've given me permission to give you an energetic reading, just clear as we're, we're talking with that. Um, and so, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, giving medical advice, but I can tell you what I'm, what I'm seeing and there, so energy, um, comes in God source universe through the crown, flows through the body, uh, goes out the hands, goes out the feet. That's the typical. Thank you, Kayla. Permission granted. So what I am seeing is um, uh, belly area and uh, just a little bit below. There's uh, things look all blocked in there. Uh, so I don't know if there's been pain or anything in there or if it's inflammation as a result of that that's happening in other parts of the body. But things um, appear to be quite blocked, so kind of uh, belly area and a little bit low from uh, an energetic standpoint. Uh, that can also be affecting uh, the back, same, you know, same space on the back. Uh, but that appears to be blocked up. And so if you picture um, like a, a pipe and there's a blockage somewhere, what happens is the water comes in and either it's not going to trickle down. So if you're blocked, you know, um, at the belly or the pelvis energetically, it won't be going down your legs, down your feet, just like that clogged pipe. So you're not able to get grounded and connected. You're also not able to get the old water out to let new water in, right? So or let new energy flow in. Also, if you've got that blockage there, you put the water in, it's going to start coming back up and you get dirty water coming back up. So sometimes when I see a blockage here, someone's like, well, I've been having heart palpitations and it's actually because the energy is coming back up and you're not, the new stuff's not coming in or we've got, you know, physical pain in that spot and it's, uh, you know, that spot where we're having pain just below the blockage because there's not the energy flowing down. Um, but definitely uh, it's, there's also inflammation as a result of it. So um one of the things that you can do is uh, some basic chakra clearing exercises. So chakra or chakra clearing exercises um, makes a lot of sense. She says, okay. And so if you, uh, you can, you can Google images <laughs> and see basic, basic chakra colors. And so there's seven main ones on the physical body. There's gazillion little tiny ones and there's chakras above and below us as well. Uh, and chakras are um, the main energy centers of the body. So they're just, you know, like the heart, the lungs, these are our organs, our main organs. Chakras are the same. There's seven main ones. They follow the rainbow. So there's one, you know, at the root at the base of the spine. Then there's one that's going to be at the pelvic area, one at the belly, the heart, the throat, third eye, and crown. Um, if you go have a look online, find a, a chakra picture, and they each have colors. So what I recommend doing is you just sit quietly. And if you can imagine it, if you're visual, imagine the root chakra. It's right at the base of the spine. It should be a ball of red light. In your mind, just start shining it. Polish it up until it's a bright red ball. And then the next one's orange. And then yellow. And then at the heart is green. And just in your mind, just clean them up to the, the sparkling rainbow. Go all the way up. All seven, and then picture either white or gold light coming down. And the whole thing can take 10 minutes, can take a lot longer if you want to. <laughs> but if you can do something like that daily, hopefully help the energy flowing through. When things flow, everything works better. So it might be you do that for a week, and all of a sudden things are flowing better, and it can be, oh, all of a sudden you're just feeling better, or it can be. 
oh, the medication that your physician prescribed is starting to work better now. Or it can be that when you're in um, the, that flow, that all of a sudden the right healthcare practitioner, you're in alignment with them. And someone, you know, you're talking to a friend about your health and all of a sudden you connect with some new, uh, you know, healthcare person who is able to bring you down the right path. So it can be a cure within itself, uh, yeah, you know, or healing, you know, it's a cure about the word healing in itself, or it can just bring you into alignment so that things work better or you connect better with other people. That's how I look at it. Now, Kayla, what do you think? Does that? I know you said that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you think you can do the chakra exercises like she requested? And while we wait for that, um, I, you are really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's why you've got but, a lot of business going, huh? You know, but you know, it's also one of those where you know, as you were talking about, uh, you know, your dear friend earlier, uh, you know, who you met early on, they're mostly hits. There's an occasional miss. And you just have to say, this is what I'm seeing. I hope it uh, makes sense. And she's going she's, she's gonna to give it a try. Now, before she goes away, I wanted to ask you, the blockage that she's experiencing energetically, could that mm -hmm. be brought on by uh, stress, by uh, uh, problems at home by things that she needs to work on to clear those out as well? Is, are they connected in any way? Oh, absolutely. These can be, so there's so many reasons, you know, this is a whole, this, this is a whole show within itself as to why we have, you know, issues in physical spaces. So absolutely stress can completely bring things on. You know, I find, you know, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm stressed, I can feel my heart getting tighter. Uh, you know, and so it's okay, you know, let's clear the heart, let's relax, you know, this is where, you know, I tend to hold my stress. Other people are going to get it in their stomach and things like that. It can, it can be a stress response. It can be because you've had a negative interaction with somebody and now we've got like energetic, uh, you know, cords or, you know, we call psychic attack, you know, someone's sending you, you know, they're, they're mad at you, they're sending you anger energy and that's hitting you in the body. It can be a past life trauma that has carried through, that something has triggered. Uh, that's a that's an absolute thing. You know, I've uh, for the most part, I you know, I, I I'm healthy. Uh, I've worn glasses almost my entire life since I was quite young. And you know, there's I'm going, geez, you know, I've been able to resolve a lot of my own health stuff. I've got a pretty good toolkit. I've never been able to work with my eyesight. I got like weird, like you know, astigmatisms and all sorts of other stuff. And so, you know, I was in meditation at one uh, one time. So yeah, I really want to explore my vision because this is one thing I've never been able to, you know, uh, really, you know, heal, right? And I absolutely went into the past life where um, I was clairvoyant and I wasn't smart about it. I, I shared it with everybody because I wanted to. It's great. And I didn't think it was an issue. And um, it was an issue for people. <laughs> and so in that particular life, I was blinded. Uh, because people thought that that would make a difference in the clairvoyance, which it doesn't. You know, if you, you can be blind and be completely clairvoyant, right? You mean they they, they actually uh, are blind? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking like witch trials and things like that. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, oh, good, good times, right? <laughs> so, as a result, in this lifetime, my body has said, "How about we just put a nice physical shield in front of your eyes so that you feel safe." to go and be clairvoyant and talk to people about it. And I haven't been able to <laughs> jump through that one. So now I've just gone, oh, okay. And the other piece that they've given me is with having a relatively poor vision. It's if I am overwhelmed by my, my physical uh, you know, stimulation, I can take my glasses off and you know, we're, you're on a screen, you know, maybe a foot and a half in front of me, I can't see a damn thing. <laughs> And done. Visible, you know, visual, uh, visual stimulation literally cut out, and that also helps so I don't get overwhelmed or burned out. That's big. Yeah. When yeah. we talk about, because uh, Kayla also, by the way, Kayla, you need to send us a check. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> she'd like to find out something from her past lives. And uh, first of all, Kayla, I let me let me follow up on what um, um, Selena said about about pain from a past life. 
Um, the very book, the, the first book I picked up when I wanted to begin a spiritual spiritual journey was Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And uh, he had a gentleman come to him who'd had a pain in his side forever. And so they went into doing the hypnosis. Uh, then he, he accidentally crossed into a past life and the, the gentleman was able to describe now, doctor, keep in mind, Dr. Newton was a hypnotherapist and a researcher. Yeah. And so what he did was he was able to go back, find out the, the, the uh, um, the patch that the guys was on the guy's arm, where he, where that unit served and what battles they were in. And the gentleman, while he was there, he was killed by somebody bayoneting him in the side. And, and so they cleared it and he's never had a problem since. That can happen, can't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been, I've been doing past life regression with people for, you know, again, many, many people now. And it's amazing some of the stuff that that comes up. And yeah, when you can cross-reference it historically, that's you know that's certainly happened uh, more than once. It's it's amazing because it's um, it's again you want this proof. And to say, uh, you know, I had someone a little while ago now, you know, talk that she could so clearly see, you know, there's horses and carriages and the name of the of the town on this you know wooden sign hanging from a shop. And none of us had ever heard of this town before. And she goes and she Googles the year in this town. And it's a place that no longer exists. You know, it was a, it was a horse, you know, stop, you know, when people need a horse and carriages. But after cars came in, they didn't need to uh, have that town. And so it, it no longer exists. So, but, you know, when you can historically see this stuff, it's again, that proof that, you know, oh, wow. And absolutely, it can, I've definitely seen it resolve medical issues um, that we go, you know, where's this from? Yeah, these pains, you know, asthma so often um, is a result of uh, a previous lifetime where there's been uh, uh, like a fire or things like that. And, you know, it's the smoke inhalation when people come in with asthma, things like that seen many times. I'm convinced that I was at the Battle of the Little Bighorn. Okay in montana because I, I ever since i was a little kid i was always interested in that particular battle and george custer and how that all played out and stuff so and to this day when i think about it i can actually hear um saddles and uh and horses and and sabers rattling and all that kind of stuff so i think it can happen to all of us so but she's wondering about um I wonder if me being blind as a bat my whole life has a, has a, a lot connected to any past lives. So um, I see that I'm not connecting with. I'm not able to see that one. Um, and and also, isn't that interesting? I could see the whole aura, the whole energy, where things were stuck, no problem. I'm not able to see. Uh, I'm not able to dip into one of your past lives right now, unfortunately, Kayla. I'm, that information is not being given to me. So what that means is, uh, from my perspective, first of all, um, either it's not something that um, uh, that's appropriate for me to delve into. Maybe there's some privacy stuff that would come up that's just it's not appropriate, um, or it's not right timing for you to see some of that stuff. And so, um, so that that I am not that I'm not seeing. I'm uh, so love to know anything about past lives, really. Uh, Kayla says, and I'm unfortunately I'm not able to see your past lives right now or anything about that. I can definitely say that, um, you know, there's, it's not difficult to get into our past lives to, visit, to see them ourselves um, if, if it's the right timing for us. It's about relaxing and doing a guided meditation. And I, I love doing past life work, but unfortunately I'm not able to, to read any of your past lives uh, right now, Kayla. And sometimes, as you correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> I think sometimes that has to do with the fact that because you're working in conjunction with your spirit guides and your angels, that there is something that you are need to do in this life go, before you find out more about what's going on in your past lives because they're not relevant to this life or they could be really relevant. But see, that's one of the reasons why, um, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right in this, that we, we do a contract before we get here. 
and we have a good idea of what it is we want to accomplish in this life. And, and we pick our body, we pick our parents, we pick all of those things. And uh, then we come down here and we enter the body about uh, the, uh, the end of the first trimester, maybe the second trimester, and then we forget everything. Because we're not supposed to remember it because it will taint our experience this time if we have a memory of an experience from last time. So am I correct in that? 100%. Um, can you imagine the vendettas that wouldn't go away oh. if we came in remembering all of this stuff? Uh, I mean, really, you know, and, and that's the perfect example. Can you imagine the vendettas? Um, or, you know, coming in with, you know, shame or guilt and that sort of thing uh, that we don't need to carry. Now, children oftentimes remember uh, past lives, um, but it does, it does fade. And when we're in the right space, we do have access to some of our past lives, but it has to be at the right time. You know, and I, I know my son um, is a teenager now, but when he was, when he was quite young, just talking, you know, just able to talk, uh, not much beyond that. He, um, he had one of those little, you know, little school rulers, right? The, the, the short ones. And he'd walk around pretending it was a cane. He looked like Yoda, right? He'd walk in like that. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, cause he had one of his, his older sister, he'd take her and he'd pretend it was a cane. And he was just talking. So I know that this is the ripe time when they still have memories. And so I was going, you know, do you remember, you know, do you remember who your parents used to be? You know, nothing. Do you remember, you know, what it was like? Do you remember that? I get nothing out of them. And finally I said, do you remember when you were an old man? I got a complete story out of him that there's no way he had access to. There, he had this old, old truck. I can just like one of those like old Ford trucks. And he, he was with the old lady and they had cut down a tree because the tree was falling over and he had to back the truck up to put the pieces of the tree in and the old lady was there and he was the old man and the tigers were in the mud and the whole thing. I mean, he was two and a half, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now my son did the same thing to my, he and um, my ex-wife were having an argument about something and uh, he was like three or she was telling him what to do or whatever. And he looked at her and he said, well, you know, when I was a mom and you were the kid, <laughs> So she said, huh? What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and, and he was, he was absolutely, you know, and I don't know where, uh, where he would have gotten that. It wouldn't have no. made no sense. Uh, no, no. And, and that's, you know, the purity of, of, uh, of the memory of the kids at that age. Absolutely. It really is amazing. And it I want to thank, I want to thank you for doing this and being here today. Will you come back and play with me some more? I will come back and play with you some more. We can talk past lives and any of that stuff. This is this is so much fun for me. We haven't even got through your hippopotamus training. No, that's not it. But it's, it's, <laughs> Pono Pono. That's the one. <laughs> we haven't done that. We haven't done angels and spirit guy getting to know your universal support team. Um, and there's so much more. Um, I really, I really like the way that you approach it. How good you are at it. And uh, you've got a really caring, positive heart. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. And, you know, as I said at the beginning, thank you for, for doing what you're doing and giving those of us a platform to take the woo-woo out of it. <laughs> it you gots to. You, you yeah. really do gots to. Because what's going to happen, I think, in the next 30 or 40 years is there's going to be some real um, breakthroughs as far as the difference between our physical self and our spiritual self and what we cannot see now, what they cannot measure. It's like, it's like, I always get a kick out of people and doctors and scientists that say, this is what happens when you die. And when you have a near death experience, you're not really having a near death experience. What's happening is your brain yeah. is firing this. And so you can see, and your brain is still functioning for another um, several minutes. Yeah. And so you can see it. That doesn't explain why you're on the ceiling looking down at your body. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of uh, uh, people in the scientific community struggle with that. Well, no, they're not allowed to not know. They have yeah. to know everything. Yeah. And, you know, if it's not quantifiable, then, you know, it's not, you know, it's not real. But of course, the science will catch up, you know. 
Have I I told you my favorite John John Edwards story yet? Tell me your favorite John Edwards story. This is this is real quick. Well, first of all, years ago, I was talking. I was driving my bus because I was a bus driver for a long time, and I was driving, and there was a science major. um, I think it was biology or something, and I started talking about mediums, and she said, "That's not possible. They they don't exist." And I said, "Really." why is that? And they said, because what they're doing is what's called a cold reading. They're anticipating what you're doing, or they're talking to your friends, or they're looking on Facebook, and they're finding something out about you, and then they can talk about you. And I was thinking about that when I interviewed John Edward. John Edward is a psychic medium. He lives in New York. I live in Seattle. I arranged for there to be five or six calls for him to, because my friends wanted to talk to him. Of course. <laughs> and so I arranged, he was on, going to be on the show. I arranged for five or six people. The first one was my sister. And, uh, um, and so John Edward is a very professional man, but he doesn't come on and chit chat. He, he was scheduled on at 10. He got there at nine fifty nine fifty nine, And yeah. so we're going to do the show, go right into the show, which we did. Didn't even have a chance to talk about anything. And so I didn't have a chance to tell him that I had calls lined up or anything like that. So we just went into the show. And the first person up was my sister to talk to him. And because we have a common uh, bond of everything that happened, uh, and my grandparents and my, my sure. mom and, all, you know, and birthdays and all that stuff, I knew what he was talking about, as did she. But she was on the spot. And you tend to forget things when you're on the spot like that. And uh, so he talked about the death of my grandfather. He talked about the death of my other grandfather, he talked about my dad's dying, my dad dying and, and what had happened with him. And the and that my, my and my sister, the, the, the letter R meant something to her. And she said, well, I have a brother named Randy. She totally forgot her husband's name is Roger. And uh, <laughs> uh, and and May is an important month to you. And uh, she said, well, yeah, that's my birthday and my grandkids are all born in May and stuff. So and so he was so right on about all of this stuff um, that it's not. And again, he's in New York. He and this is not on video. This is just on audio. And he picked it to the T that I cannot I can't come up with a a reason how that could happen any other way. It's all energy, like you keep saying, right? It's all energy. You just got to tune into the frequency, and uh, and and you can pick it up. Absolutely. So, so, yep. Go ahead. Oh no! I was uh, no. I just said it's it's just about tuning into the frequency, and you can pick up on these things. And just like what happened with uh, with lovely Kayla there, I was able to easily pick up on the energy flow, but I wasn't able to pick up in the past lives. So. It's also got to be right timing, right connection. But I mean, it happens. But what she needed was the energy work. She didn't need yeah. to know about her past lives. Exactly. Because it wasn't right timing. Exactly. I, I'm going to set myself aside here. I would like you to talk to our audience, the ones that are listening now and the ones that will be listening in the future. And we've had a few that have been listening to us. So I would love for you to tell them anything that you would like them to know. Anything that I would like them to know. Well, a big part of what we've been seeing today really is about um, how this is all natural. This is all normal, how you can all do it. And it's true. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's going to be some things that maybe you'll have more skill in than something else. You know, the example I always give is you can give me piano lessons. I'll learn to play the piano. I will probably never be, you know, a, a concert pianist, right? That's not necessarily where my skill will take me, but I can, I can certainly learn how to, you know, if I, if I put the work in, cause I've got fingers and I've got ears and that's all you really need, right? I'm not going to be great, but I, you know, I got the fingers and the ears, right? <laughs> um, and so this is all natural human ability. And some people might be better at mediumship. Some people might be better more at, uh, you know, feeling the energy and doing a hands-on reading and things like that. But all of this work, this is completely natural. This is human ability. This isn't some something, um, you know, only for a select few. And there's, you know, opening yourself up to talking to your angels, to receiving 
the messages. Like, you know, so one of the biggest things you can do is place your hand on your heart and just say, you know, what do you want me to know? My heart, right? What do I need to know right now? And receive these messages. So everybody's got it. We can all do it. Time to trust yourself and and it comes in. And, and trust that intuition. Not, you know, not every mentor is gonna be the right one for you. Not every, you know, energetic modality is gonna be right. Trust your guts, you know, trust that gut feeling. And then just, what do I need to know now? And it'll come. And go to energybalancingconnection.com where you can uh, uh, get uh, all kinds of stuff about Selena and uh, um, and you can book a, a conference with her or you can join a group with her because they have group meditations and group uh, uh, exercises that, that would be a lot of fun for you to do. I highly encourage people to do that. Um, it's really, it, it's, no, I can say it. It's life-changing. <laughs> well, thank you. And I mean, it's it changed my life, which is why I do it now. Because it changed and, my life. And it's, out. Yep, it's life-changing. So thank you. You're going to come back and do this again. And we have, I have so much fun talking to you. It's so much fun. Well, thank you, Kevin. And I would love to come back and do it again. And uh, I, we always have fun. <laughs> We do indeed. We do indeed. If you'll wait right there, I got to do this and I'll be all right. The bake. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.